But yeah, so dick bug. Back to dick bug. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime kind devil's proof. Oh. Oh, I, cool. I don't get it. Give it a minute. <laughs> Give it a minute. Huh? Huh? No, I'm sorry. I can't do it okay. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I you lost me. D is in my rare position of... <laughs> Just being completely uh, sleep deprived. I've, I've wiped it. I've my brain is empty. Oh uh, boy! Next week's my turn to wake up at three a.m. for no reason. Yay! See, here's the uh, thing. I think I cursed you because I too woke up at three a.m. and was like, "Okay, here we go." Spreading. I I was up for an hour, but then I was able to fall asleep. So I believe I pushed my curse onto mm. you somehow. I don't know how uh, it worked. Uh, the runes I read are the usual runes I usually read <laughs> at 3 a.m., but um, oh, sorry I transferred that uh, bad vibe to you. That's okay. I can't, I can't afford that. I was up till 3 a.m. playing digital dodgeball. <laughs> I can't wake up at that time. That's when I stop. <laughs> <laughs> I am essentially running on fumes, the fumes of the coffee that I ingested that I really should not have. Oh, that'll be good for this week's episode. That'll be great for the show. <laughs> Just real incoherent and delirious. It's incoherent hours, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've just been on a real run. I was in this sunken place for Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> then I uh, went grandpa mode last week. And oh, yeah. now here we are, uh, D taking on the role. Uh, what what an exciting time. Who's going to be ailing next week? Place your bets. Uh, you Yeah, uh, tweet at us your bets on who is going to be suffering. Uh, whoever's closest will, I don't know. We'll Venmo uh, you. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. We will not. I'll, I'll put you uh, as a dependent on my insurance. <laughs> I'll put you as the beneficiary Ooh. on my will. <laughs> I'll give a listener a little insider scoop here. I'm supposed to be moving in two weeks and still don't know where I'm going to be living. It'll probably be me. Wink. Oh, yeah, God. Fun stuff. Hedge your bets. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. This oh, yeah, week. so... So the stakes are very low uh, this week, so what are we watching? <laughs> We're watching a big one. We're watching a pillar of the anime community. <laughs> Figure we'd do something special. It was a listener recommendation that we listened to on this day. So for our Father's Day episode... We're celebrating anime fathers by watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. That was honestly going to be my opening. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> my opening is just going to be me screaming that beat. <laughs> I was like, let me, <laughs> let me do a play on Cruel Angel's Thesis, which is the theme song, oh. which is that theme song's title. So, okay. I get it. All right. Right? There it is. We got there. We work together. The best ones are the ones where you have to spell it out. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we, we got are, there, but you had to explain We it. are 142 episodes into this podcast. If you think <laughs> I have any degree of wit or clever left, <laughs> you're out of your goddamn mind. We left it all on the field 130 episodes ago. <laughs> that died in the four kids month. <laughs> I'm never going back. <laughs> Anyway, uh, because Neon Genesis Evangelion, or just Eva, is so monumental, so colossal in the anime community, I'm sure you have both seen it already, correct? I've heard about it, and I've seen memes. Okay. <laughs> but I've heard about it and seen discourse about how the new dub sucks. <laughs> oh boy. I've also just watched it, like, last year. So, like, I'm new to this camp. So I'm very far <laughs> from, like, a purist. But still, 100% more educated than uh, both of us combined. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. Uh, I was actually 
considering bringing back friend of the show Abby, who actually did a college thesis paper about this show. <laughs> I was like, wow. you know what? That's too smart for this podcast. We can't bring that in. We only got three episodes to cover. So <laughs> I held I off. Abby, Sorry, Abby. I know you listen. I'd love to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so as one might expect, this show has a lot of weight to it. And we're only doing three episodes. So to get out in front of that bus early, listeners who are going to say we did it wrong or listen to the wrong episodes... There's only so much we can do, so... <laughs> so yeah. The first it, three episodes. Yeah, it's always rough when people are like, hey, this show is great. You have to watch all of it in its entirety in succession to fully get it. It's like, uh, I'm not... I'm not committing that much time and energy to a thing I don't know. And hey, that's the premise of the show. Hey, that's me uh, not watching any <laughs> of the shows. Uh, uh, so yeah. Here Speaking of which, Dugan, how many animes have you actually finished since we started this podcast? Oh, stop. We're watching the first three episodes. <laughs> Where was the show when I was an emo teen? <laughs> I mean, it was there, but it was I didn't pay attention. Nice a cartoon network. <laughs> this uh, was this is definitely one I would catch like snippets of on Toonami and go, I don't know what the fuck's happening. And now, fifteen years later, go oh god, fifteen years later, uh, I've watched <laughs> all of it and go, I don't know what the fuck's happening. So the boys got I probably could have watched. <laughs> boys got problems. This is about as much as I still understand. <laughs> Uh, okay, as is tradition, we started episode... Well, not tradition. Well, there's that One Piece episode. Anyway, we're starting at episode one. <laughs> it opens with a big old creature swimming through some water, and it looks like the flooded remains of a ruined society. That's Japan! That's where we are in the story. It's, it's like... It's not post-apocalyptic, but it's like post-devastation of a colossal event. Surprise, and- we're watching Blue Submarine number nine again! Oh, fuck uh. it. <laughs> But with I mechs. completely forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, as this creature just swimming through the water, we hear a loudspeaker, uh, kind of just a evacuation siren alarm telling everyone to get out of the city, evacuate to a shelter, uh, flee the area. And we see one lady driving around her car in the abandoned city. And then we cut to a young boy on a payphone trying to call somebody. We see him looking at a photo of a lady saying, like, meet you soon, Shinji, wink, like, written on the photo. And then we see the colossal monster walking over the mountainside. We see a bunch of, like, airships flying around it, trying to attack it. Then we cut to a command center, where they confirm, yep, the angels are back. That big old monstery thing, that's an angel. Mm-hmm. And we see, uh, its name is Sashel. Sashel. All right. And, uh... <laughs> They're all named after actual angels from, like, the Bible. It just makes mm. them sound sillier. <laughs> and we see the airships attacking the angel, uh, but it does nothing. Like, it's doing absolutely nothing to him. And then we see the angel start tearing its way through the city, destroying the place and knocking over buildings and stuff. Oh, right next to Shinji. He's real close to it. And, oh, so he doesn't say his, We don't find out their names until, like, halfway through, but it's fucking like Shinji. Everyone knows Shinji, the memes. Mm-hmm. Um... And so the angel's destroying all the buildings around him. And uh, right as he's about to be crushed by it, uh, the lady shows up in her car and picks up Shinji and pulls him in. And they barely escape the destruction as they drive out of the city. Back at the command center, we see uh, they're throwing everything they got at the monster. This angel's just too powerful and nothing's working. And then we see a guy with like a chin-sharp beard and little round glasses and gloves hands and just a real smug piece of shit attitude. Dad of the year! Dad of the year, best anime dad ever. Happy beep, beep, Father's beep. Day. Here's this asshole. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. We got you a mech and baggage. Get inside. Baggage. Get in. And uh, he says conventional weapons are useless against the angel's AT field. The angels just got a force field around them. It's called an AT field. I'm sure some nerd can tell you the details of why that's important. It's just a force field. Mm-hmm. And... We see uh, the 
I think at this point they said her names. Yeah, it's Masato and Shinji. Masato's the lady who picks them up. And they're driving away. And we see them on, like, uh, kind of like a road on, like, the side of a mountainside. And they're watching the angel still fighting in the city quite far away. And Masato's looking at it with binoculars. And is like, oh, fuck, they're dropping an end to mine. And she uh, covers Shinji. And sure enough, the plane drops just... It's an end to mine. I don't know what the specifics is. Let's just say for the visual of the mind... Uh, it's a nuke. It's just a huge bomb that just, like, mm-hmm. detonates, like, the whole city. And even the car that's really far away on the mountainside gets blown back and rolls over a few times. So it's just a devastating explosive. So we see them get out of the car. They're safe, but they have to flip the car over, which is now totaled. And, uh, yeah, then they introduce themselves as Shinji and Masato. Uh, and then back at the command center, they're amazed that the angel's still alive. And fine like it, it it looks a little burnt and it's you know head's a little misaligned and it's growing another head for some reason but yeah it's it's still going <laughs> that didn't stop it i can take it give me more it says give me all you got and uh while they're driving masato's in her head kind of worried about her dress got all dirty and her car's all beat up and she's got like 33 payments left and now she has to pay the repairs and like you know worrying about the car and all this stuff while they're escaping a giant you know kaiju destroying their city and uh, while they're in there, Shinji looks back and is like, Hey, what's all these car batteries for in the backseat? Did you steal these out of the abandoned cars? She's like, Hey, shut up, kid. And they basically <laughs> just move on. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we see the angels like healing itself. We see like the small wounds that the bomb did to it. It wasn't a ton, so it's already healing itself. And uh, Masato tells Shinji that they're going to Nerve which is a big organization that she works for with his dad because his dad summoned him there. So uh, here I, I did watch all three of the new dub of this mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's in the original too, but they definitely call it nerve Nine. the entire time. And mm-hmm. like, it's so visually nerve is like on their chess piece at all yeah. times, it's spelled out. <laughs> but they really commit to calling it nerve and it, it bugged me. I was like, okay, <laughs> do you make like hair uh, removal products? Is that is that your goal here? Hair Just rub everyone down and make them smooth. And robot parts. <laughs> we are a robust company. <laughs> we love corporations here. Uh, uh, yeah, I watched uh, episodes one and three with the original dub, and I watched episode two with the Netflix dub just to see how it was and it matches up. Mm. Um, so back at the command center. Uh, all the army or military guys say, like, ah, we're not doing anything. We're giving control over to Mr. Akari. Gendo Akari. Shinji's dad. Shinji Akari's father. Gendo. <laughs> and he says, uh, he's got, like, a second in command. He's like, all right, what do we do now? He's like, activate unit one. It's, you know, it's what we were always going to do. We got our spare pilot on the way. And it's like, hmm. And we see Masato. Who could it be? Get- <laughs> we see Masato gives uh, Shinji like just this big book, like a debriefing of what nerve is, and she's like, "Here, read up." And he doesn't, and it's like, <laughs> "Why would he?" There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> we had this whole car ride, and you throw it at me in the parking lot. You clearly <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and Shinji's wondering, like, why is he, why is he being summoned now? Like, why was he contacted now? Uh, I think it happens later in the episode, but we find out Shinji and his dad have been estranged for like three years. So it's like, Mm -hmm. why now? Why all of a sudden? I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) There's such a familiar relationship there with the the bonding. (laughs) Um, And as they're going down the elevator, they see the Neo base underneath the city. It's a shelter for all of mankind. It's pretty much just an underground city, but it's like a gigantic cavern, like hollowed out and stuff. Um, And this is where the Nerve headquarters is. That's where they all you know, do secret government robot agency shit. I don't know what Nerf does. Um, and on the way there, Masato gets lost within the base, so she calls up her friend, uh, Ritsuko, to help her out. Ritsuko's like the head scientist of Nerf, sorta, and she meets up with Shinji, and Masato says, yep, we're here, and I brought the third child. Huh? What? Yeah. That won't pay off for a long time. <laughs> anyway, um, Misato and Ritsuko are talking about Unit 1's being repaired uh, after some field tests. It got damaged up, so it's getting worked on. Uh, and the, ba- the base they're in starts going into battle station mode. So they bring Shinji to Evangelion Unit 1. Just this big old purple mech 
real iconic. Even if you mm-hmm. haven't seen this show, you've seen this. And it's just a real lanky-looking Gundam. Real, like... <laughs> yeah, what if creepy. Gundams were made in the Yu-Gi-Oh! world? That's that's what we got here. <laughs> What's some real dark magician energy coming off of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it does! <laughs> I didn't even consider that. Um... And uh, as they're looking at Unit 1, Shinji's dad appears, like, way up onto this balcony ledge. He's like, hey, it's me. And Masato says, like, well, what do we do? We don't have a pilot for Unit 1. Ray's still injured. And Ritsuko says, Shinji will do it. It's like, cool, he's been here five minutes. Why? <laughs> and he's, he's like, still I don't on the table of contents on the book you gave him. <laughs> <laughs> he's been reading he's- the same paragraph over and over again for the past <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I have been wandering through a facility. I'm trying not to fall off the unguarded uh, railings that just plummet down to the surface of the cavern. It's fair. It's it's hard to read and walk at the same time. Uh, <laughs> she says Shinji just has to sit in it. He doesn't even have to really pilot it. He just has to sit inside of it. Um, and that is the only way that they'll be able to stop the angel. So they don't have many other options. And Shinji's dad says, uh, that's why he called him here. And Shinji just starts yelling at him like, Fucking cool. You, the only reason you got back in contact with me is so you can use me for you know your weird mech experiment. Shinji says, like, yeah. Why else would I even talk to you? It's like, <laughs> cool, Dad! <laughs> Great! <laughs> Love you, Dad! And I got uh, used to the box of candy at the airport, but I guess it's mine now. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll dump it into this weird red fluid below me. <laughs> uh, and Shinji starts yelling and freaking out, being like, there's no way I can pilot this. I'm like a 15-year-old kid. I don't know what this base is. I don't know what the hell this is. Why do you think I can pilot this gigantic robot? It's like, that's fair. He is actually a child <laughs> and doesn't know what's happening. And uh, Gendo says, do it or leave. Like, that's the only reason you were brought here. So if you're not going to do it, just get the hell out. And meanwhile, we see the angels are getting closer and closer to the base. And <clears throat> it seems like it's... Not destroying the city. It seems like he's actually trying to find something. And uh, Misato tells Shinji to get in. But he can't. So this is where the meme of just get in the mech, Shinji, comes from. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we see Gendo say, well, Shinji's not doing it. Wake up, wake up, Ray. <clears throat> and uh, then we see, uh, you know, some people are a little concerned. And we see them wheel in a girl that's in a hospital bed. And she's all bandaged up and really, really injured. And she was the previous pilot. And clearly something went very wrong. So they're like, well, Shinji won't do it. She's the only other one who can. So pop her in there. And, and then she's, she's, she's down for it. She'll do it. She's not complaining. I mean, down for it is a relative term. As we'll soon <laughs> see in a future episode injured. about she's yeah, so- <laughs> like the pilot's ability to, uh, you know, like disobey orders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we see the angel attacks up on the surface, and we see down in the base uh, that knocks some debris loose, some like lights or something from the ceiling of the mech room they're in. And as the debris falls down, it's about to hit Shinji. Oh no! And then all of a sudden, we see Unit One rip out of its restraint and cover Shinji with its hand to protect him from the falling debris. And everyone's kind of freaked out because it's like, yo, that mech just moved on its own. Like no one's in it. What the hell? And uh, Shinji immediately runs over to Rei, who fell off the hospital bed, and is now, like, all of her wounds just reopened, so she's just, like, pouring blood out of her body now. It's like, all right, I'll, pi- I'll, Shinji's like, I'll pilot it. She can't do it. I'm not going to make her do-, do it, so I'll get in. And he climbs inside the mech. We see him inside the, like, cockpit, and it starts filling up with this weird water, and Shinji's freaking out, and they're just like, calm down, nerd, you can breathe. And it's like, why the fuck would anyone assume they can breathe in the water? <laughs> no one told him this and we see the command center is filled or the command center is amazed by how well they're harmonizing and syncing together on like their neural wavelength mumbo jumbo sciencey bullshit talk but it seems like the mech suit isn't rejecting Shinji as a pilot so they're like alright he's ready to go let's just throw him up there and see how well he does so they remove all the locks and they Get, we get a little montage of like them getting it ready and shooting it up this giant elevator shaft that they show a lot. And we see Masato ask Gendi uh, if the, if she thinks that they can really do it. He says, unless we defeat the angels, we have no future. And the Eva is mm-hmm. launched up to the surface and it's time for Shinji to fight! Yeah. Oh, also, didn't mention it. 
opening, very iconic. Most people probably heard it, Cruel Angel's Thesis, at least mm-hmm. seen the opening, or at least heard the song at some point. The ending is also pretty iconic. It's Fly Me to the Moon, which Netflix could not get the licensing rights for. So they oh. changed it to just a very melancholy, melancholy piano song, which I will say does not have nearly the same impact as Fly Me to the Moon does, so that's mm. an unfortunate thing that they couldn't get the rights to that song. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's the one. version I watched. And I was like, yeah, this, eh, it's whatever. I I know there's the Fly Me to the Moon. I've seen the memes. I, I'm yeah. familiar with it. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I get it. This isn't as nearly as good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in episode two, it's big robot fighting time. But first, uh, Shinji's got to figure out how to pilot the thing. <laughs> this you is didn't like read a 50 page manual. This worst case scenario, this child is in this giant robot about to fight a monster for like the, (laughs) for the, the, what's the word? The fate of humanity. And they're just like, yeah, just like, it'll be fine. (laughs) You just have to sit inside of it. No? (laughs) Like, I honestly appreciated the, uh, this isn't the millionth mech show to be like, oh, yes, uh, welcome to the Institute. Oh, you're going through training. Like, I do like that they're like, oh, fuck, we need a mech pilot now. So yeah. I like that they cut to the chase, but just the tactics of this high military operation are just dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, That's the their secret. operation oh, hinges on children. <laughs> Yes. 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 Like it for, does. for um, me, I I was like, okay, they have this like big explosive that they know is at least going to do some damage. Let's use it just enough time for it to minorly hurt it, and then have it reheal before we try again. Rather than you know, like as the mech is coming out of the ground, mm. you know, as you're expecting this pilot to arrive, you're like, <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta waste this uh, billion dollar missile. <laughs> They're all idiots. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they're like, okay, Shinji, like, focus on walking. So he does, and the mech starts to walk, but it falls flat on its face. So the angel takes the opportunity to come up, grabs Eva, like, by its head, and then breaks its arm, and Shinji is freaking out because... I don't know if he feels what the robot feels, but he's freaking out because his, his like arm is in pain. Yeah, and they're the, like, "Oh, it's yeah. not your arm, Shinji. Calm down." Uh, Misato says, "Oh, it it only feels like your arm's breaking." I'm like, "Yes, that's why he's reacting. <laughs> it problem. feels like his arm's breaking. <laughs> it hurts." <laughs> um, yeah, the Eva Evangelians are essentially like hooked up, or Evangelion essentially hooked up like on a nervous system level. So yeah. yeah. Mm. It feels everything, and yeah, we see them get injured, and then the pilot also gets injured, which isn't clear. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they feel what the mech feels. Yeah, like, Shinji doesn't come out of this with his arm broken, but... Yeah. Um. So, after it breaks its arm off, uh, the angel focuses its attacks on the head. It's just kind of, like, pulsing attacks into the head. Um, and it disconnects from the control center, and they lose readings on Shinji. Oh, no. Oh, also, yeah, all the mechs are, like, tethered in by a wire, which is hilarious to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just got the the plug running into the vacuum. Yeah, it's like a bad iPhone (laughs) with the battery. Can't keep a charge. (laughs) Um, And then he wakes up in a hospital bed. So it didn't go great, presumably. (laughs) Um, And then we see uh, some... Guys, it's a very sinister looking meeting <laughs> of council. some guys the council. Uh, <laughs> talking about the angels being back. Uh, and they got to make sure that the public only knows what Nerve wants them to know. Um, and there's a conference about it on every news station. And Misato seems upset that they're covering up the truth, but like this isn't new. Um and we see the men talking about how expensive and wasteful the Eva project has been. They're talking to uh, Gendo. Um, and they say that he should be focusing on the human enhancement project, whatever that is. And they say that the angels are no excuse for delays. And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> they're here to destroy the planet. So 
Remember how a lot of the facility uh, got destroyed? Yeah, where do you think our research labs are? <laughs> I just love how they say that it's expensive. It's like, you know what doesn't exist anymore if we all die? Money. Currency. You know how we should probably put all that effort into saving ourselves and the planet? Nah. It's a climate change allegory. Uh, I'm starting to think the government doesn't care about people. What? What if I could have money instead of the citizens? <laughs> um. So uh, Gendo is dismissed from the meeting, and he says very ominously that mankind has no time left. Um. And then we see Shinji is still in the hospital. He's looking out a window, and he sees Ray get rolled by, and they look at each other. It's dramatic. Um, Drama. <laughs> and then Misato and Ritsuko find out that Shinji woke up, and um, Ritsuko says that his brain is foggy, and then Misato is worried that it's something called contamination, but we don't really find out what that means. Um, I think it's a concussion. <laughs> Both are very likely. <laughs> um, and we see folks are working on putting Eva back together from whatever happened. Eva Unit 1. Um, so Misato hopes that Eva and the city will work at optimal levels and they're gonna get through it, <laughs> which is optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see Shinji and Misato waiting for the elevator and it stops and Gendo is in there and they just stare at each other and Shinji chooses not to get on the elevator. <laughs> It's like yeah, this it. whole show, I've just been begging Shinji, just like punch him in the face, spit in his <laughs> eye, just up. something. Just, Anything. Just show him, fuck you, come on. <laughs> yeah. It hurt, like, no, I got an emo glare at you, dad, <laughs> as I continue to do your bidding. Like, it is like, like I, I feel like this show has been so memefied that mm-hmm. the, like, impact of this is lessened, because it is, it's literally terrible it's awful and i like wish i cared more (laughs) i do care (laughs) but yeah anyway um we find out that they aren't going to live together because gendo i guess can't stand being around his fucking kid and (laughs) shinji also doesn't want to be around his dad and he says it's what he's used to anyway (laughs) um but misato won't have this so she's going to take him to live with her um, Misato heard that I had a child living alone square on the bingo card, and she said, fuck that. Not today. <laughs> no, not now. I actually, I really enjoyed Misato's voice in the dub. Uh, I watched the old one, I guess, and um, there's something about it. It's similar to, like, the situation with Haru and Beastars, where the voice itself isn't very, like, traditional anime, but mm-hmm. her, like, the way she plays the part is so like natural and i really like it yeah i watched this one uh with the netflix dub and yeah that was probably my biggest note is um all of the netflix dub voices kind of sound similar i had trouble distinguishing some of the characters when they weren't on screen talking Mm. Um, but the original dub every character's voice is really unique like you don't hear Mm. voice of that type or range as much anymore and it's not like Molly from Sailor Moon where it's like, hey, I'm Brooklyn, what's going on? <laughs> but it's just like, I could don't, it's definitely got a very unique flavor to it, which I very much appreciate in the original dub now. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of her voice in the new dub. I, I, like, she is very clearly like, hey, this is a very depressed boy. Let me try to be chipper. But it's also just, it feels a little too bright and not quite valley girl but just like that mm. just like a, a little too like young and uh, yeah we're having fun here in this robot apocalypse <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but so they're on their way to her apartment and she says that they should have a welcoming party for him so they go food shopping and shinji while they're in the store overhears some women talking about moving because they don't feel safe in the city which <laughs> sure thing why, why yeah. would you say that <laughs> um And they stop at an overlook, uh, and a siren goes off, and some buildings rise up from the ground, and Shinji's pretty amazed by that. Um, And Misato says, the city is a fortress, uh, and it's it's Tokyo 3. Baby! (laughs) The sequel to the sequel. 
<laughs> um, Love a trilogy. <laughs> so they get to her apartment, and this was like, I don't know, I liked this moment where she goes inside and she's like, come on in, like, this is your home now. And he's like, are you sure? Like, this feels, I know I'm already here, but <laughs> this feels weird. And she's like, yeah. So he, like, takes a step inside and he says, I'm home. And she says, welcome home. And I just, I don't know. I was like, oh, that's kind of nice that she's, because mm-hmm. I mean, that is what she's trying, like, she's trying to, like, cheer him up. And maybe it comes across better in the acting for the old dub. That yeah. she- Someone in this goddamn show needs to be nice to this child <laughs> <Yeah>. real quick. <laughs> like she it- tries. She tries so hard. Yeah. Um, so the place is a huge mess. There's just, like, empty beer cans and garbage everywhere. And all she has in the fridge is snacks and beer. Um, and there's another fridge and Shinji is like, what's in there? And she says, oh, don't mind it. He's probably still sleeping. Not alarming at all. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Completely normal. Um, so they sit down to eat and Misato is having a, uh, a beer and there's like this sick shot of her ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, she's in like Daisy Dukes. We're like, how much can we? How can we emphasize this? How can we utilize this chance? Mm. She is pretty yeah. hot. Definitely um, a '90s show in that there is for you know like military mech stuff, just a ton of nudity. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they play rock paper scissors to divvy up the chores, and she tells him to make himself at home and tells him to take a bath and says that. Taking a bath can, like, wash away your troubles, put you in a better mindset. So he goes to bathe, but there's a weird penguin in there. <gasps> so Oops. he runs out <laughs> naked, and he's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Once again, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> is that a mech, too? <laughs> Do I have to pilot the penguin? They're everywhere. It's anime, maybe. Like, it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were watching Penguin Drum. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> the penguin goes back to the fridge, and Misato was like, oh, yeah, don't mind him. That's Pen Pen. We love Pen Pen. <laughs> we love Pen Pen. Um, so, he's in the tub, and he's like, it's nice of her to, like, think that I'll feel better after taking a bath, but bad memories always seem to find me in the bath. (sighs) Being Um, alone with my thoughts? I haven't done this in years. That's why (laughs) these podcasts were invented. Ah! (laughs) Um, So Gendo and Ritsuko are discussing Ray, and they say only children can pilot the Evas, uh, and there's no other choice no matter what. So that's fun and cool. If you're wondering if what you're doing is ethical and you need children to go and commit war crimes on mass scale levels, probably not. Maybe not. <laughs> um, so Shinji's in bed being angsty and Misato, uh, Misato is talking to Ritsuko on the phone and she says, like, I don't think he'll want to pilot again and I don't really want to make him. <laughs> uh, but it is her job to, like, get him back on his feet since they're living together. She's kind of like his handler, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, when he said this in the hospital, I wonder if this is in the new dub. He said this in the hospital, and he says it again, uh, looking up at the ceiling. He says another unfamiliar ceiling. Um, yep, he said that in both. Yeah, so he wonders why he's there, but it's pretty clear. It's to get in the robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. Yep. Get in the robot or perish. Um, and so it's then that we see the chaos with the Eva in the first episode from the head being damaged. Uh, they couldn't do anything because they were disconnected, like Nerve couldn't do anything, but the robot reactivated itself and fought. Um, so we see more big robot fight. Um, it regenerates its left arm on its own. Uh, it breaks through the angel's force field, and it's it's winning the fight. It's bashing the angel in and breaking its bones. Yeah. Uh, but the angel, I guess in an effort self-preservation, decides to self-destruct. If you're gonna <laughs> kill me, I'd rather not. Let me let me do it myself. <laughs> Hell yeah! Gotta keep your KD ratio low. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it blows up, but 
that Eva comes away unharmed, and they say it's in its true form. Um, and part of the head comes off, and they're right next to a building, and Shinji turns, and he sees the reflection. And under the metal that mm-hmm. Eva has, flesh. Oh, yum! Mm. Mm. Um, and when you an lock eye eyes opens. with a cutie across the room. <laughs> um, an eye opens I, and Shinji screams. Uh, I fucking hated this vagina eye. It bummed me out <laughs> so oh, much. No. It was There's so bad. There's a lot bad. of detail on the lids. Yeah, just too much. I really didn't <laughs> even think of that. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm glad you were spared. I mm, no, thank you. Well, you told us we're not spared now. <laughs> They're fair. I had to bring you down with me. (laughs) Self-destruct, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, he's the angel. (laughs) Uh, There's a few times where Unit 1 kind of goes berserk like this, like when it's fighting. And I truly live for those moments in this shit. Like, it's Mm. just so cool and feral. And I fucking love it. Because we see most of the time it looks like a mech head where it's got like the outline of a mouth. But then you know when it goes berserk when its mouth opens. And it's like, why the fuck does a robot have teeth? And it's like, oh... This is bad. It's like, yeah. It's the best parts. Yeah, it's like, this This part was really, like, chilling for me, I guess. Just like Visceral. Yeah, like Shinji's reaction to seeing it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, after that, we see him back in bed, and Misato stands at his door and tells him that he did something brave and noble, and that he should hang in there. <laughs> so... <laughs> She's doing her Good best. Work, <laughs> and that's that's episode two. Now you went through the most trauma you've ever experienced in your life within a day. Uh, but uh, go work. Motivational pat on the butt. <laughs> Let's go again. Let's go again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we pick up in episode three. Uh, a weird concept. Um, they're now giving him training hmm. for this mech robot. Hmm. We- weird. Oh, okay. Um Glad, glad you finally got to this point. Um, <laughs> but going through like a VR simulation in the mech, uh, just in a, a giant uh, uh, VR room. Uh, oh God, it was a VR chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It, going through it uh, uh, and get some exposition. Like, yeah, that big, the big plug is uh, your... It's your umbilical cord. Without it, you can only operate the thing for five minutes at most, uh, and then it'll just power down, and then you will die. So don't do that. Cool. (laughs) Don't die. Uh, But yeah, in this training, we start to see Shinji just go in uh, soldier mode and just like, uh, yes, just mindlessly follow the directions. Cool. Great. Um, so, uh, we see, uh, Misato, uh, back in the apartment is crawling into bed and Shinji's like, Hey, I'm about to go to school. She's like, uh, I just got home. I just got off. Uh, goodbye. He's like, <laughs> all right. I am a child like breakfast. And she's like, Oh, I'm good. No, I'm going to sleep. It's like, for me, bitch. All right. No, thanks, I'm full. <laughs> uh, but, uh, then he goes off to school. Cool. And uh, uh, Risco calls and is like, hey, yeah, is he, ha- how's he doing? Ha- <laughs> uh, has he burned out yet? Uh, <laughs> it's been three days. Misato's like, shockingly, no. Um, he does seem very lonely, though. I I did give him a cell phone because, he, he, you know, kids in the, the 90s, they gotta have a cell phone. <laughs> um, but weird, he, weird, this new kid doesn't have any friends. Hmm. Huh. Oh, I wonder how that traumatized goes. child is having a hard time making friends. Yeah. <laughs> Especially this seems like his like first day of school too. Um, it, yeah, I think they say it's been like 3 weeks, but yeah, it's yeah, it's clear he's never spoken to anyone else at school. Yes. Uh the interactions we see in a minute, no one knows shit about him. No one has ever <laughs> seen him. So <laughs> I don't know yeah, whatever. Uh but yeah, so he goes to school um and oh sorry first we uh the the beautiful mm, oh just beautiful writing uh uh Reisko, hearing that he's not friends is like oh yes are you familiar with the hedgehog dilemma <laughs> oh. 
Yes, hedgehogs, uh, they can't get close to each other because they're too spiky. So you have to find the right distance. And uh, uh, being emotionally distant is actually good for you, young boys watching this. Great lessons to teach the youth. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I thought the hedgehog was dilemma was if you search your name with the word hedgehog after you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the OC dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's uh, an armadillo. um but yeah so it's i guess his first day of school whatever um and uh we see just a super old teacher just doing an (laughs) exposition dump um (laughs) i can help you fill in the blanks because there's a lot here that gets talked over by the students so it's no i clear I just uh, got lost for a sec. Um, so yeah, we get exposition. So essentially, there was another meteor striking the Earth 15 years ago. Ah, oh, we keep hearing about what happened 15 years ago. Ah, oh, we finally figure it out. Um, so yeah, a, a meteor strikes the South Pole, melts it instantly. The sea levels rise. Uh, climate change. Do you get it? Um, <laughs> Uh, wipes out like half the earth population and angels start showing up. Um, but yeah, um, but oh, good old propaganda. Uh, Tokyo three will save us all. <laughs> uh, and we also see some classmates, uh, as this lecture is going on, uh, some classmates are talking about, Oh, the Toji's out. Oh, I, I did he get hurt in the attack. Oh, we don't know. Well, what's up? Uh, so the bully, you know, the bully comes in, and this is Toji. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm fine, but my sister got buried in that rubble. Whoever fucking idiot piloting that dumb <laughs> robot, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> uh, anyways, who's the new kid? <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, the lecture's going on, uh, uh, and Shinji just sitting there quietly, trying not to get his ass beat, uh, by the person who just said he would beat his ass, uh, gets a, a strange DM in the class saying, hey, new kid, are you the pilot? (laughs) (laughs) Rumor going around. Uh, so he looks around, sees it's like one girl in the back of the class, and he's like, oh, I, uh, I can trust her, and just types back, (laughs) Yes. But then immediately the whole class is like, holy shit, you're a mech pilot. Oh, you're so cool. What's the name of your robot? How many kills do you have? You're so cool. Uh, (laughs) So they just swarm him, make him so popular. Teacher doesn't even realize it. Just still yammering on. Um, Got a monologue to finish. Yeah. Uh, But we see Toji sitting in the back of the class, not reacting. And we cut to him. Beating the shit out of Shinji after class. <laughs> Shocker. Weird. Who could have seen this coming? Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, he uh, beats him up, and he's like, oh, you, you got my sister hurt, you piece of shit. And, and uh, Shinji's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I have to. And Toji's like, oh, let me reconsider. Let me punch you again, stupid <laughs> idiot. I never took that consideration. Bah! <laughs> And uh, uh, what what is her girl's name? Uh, uh, Ray. I missed that. Ray. Yeah. Uh, Ray, also in this class, still super bandaged up, uh, is like, hey, hey, Shinji, can I stop your beating uh, so we can go uh, beat up some monsters? There's an emergency call that came in. Um, so we see we see a bug angel that is just a dick. <laughs> it's, this is Shamshul. Yeah, you did say before <laughs> that Freud would have a field day with this show, and so yeah, far there's been vagina eye and penis angel. So, oh, mm. there's so much more. Yeah, there's <laughs> so much more. If there's one oh, thing man. I know about Evangelion, it's oh. parents' issues. <laughs> yes. Also, real quick, I completely forgot when in the last episode the the angel self-destructs, the beam of light that comes out of it is just a giant cross and it's like, yep. "Hey, oh yeah. Do, how thick do you need me to lay this on? Uh, <laughs> do do you get the Jesus stuff going on yet?" Um, <laughs> sorry, that that just came back to me. Um, but yeah, so Dick Bug, back to Dick Bug. Um, <laughs> Can that be the opening for the show? <laughs> so anyway, back to Dick Bug. <laughs> Perfect. I didn't have a pull. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, 
Yeah, uh, this comes in. Uh, the whole, I, like, the school is in their shelter. They're underground. Uh, I skipped over the Ida character is just, like, this film kid. Uh, His name is has. Ida. Uh, was it really? Uh, it was say Ida? Ida in the new dub. But yeah, they yeah, say Ida. Ida, but that's how Ida is spelled, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> I've watched this show twice. I've never learned that character's name. I do not care <laughs> about that character at all. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we see uh, uh, we see the, they launch the Ava. All this is happening uh, together, so it keeps cutting back and forth, but whatever. Uh, we see uh, uh, Ida and Toji... I just said I didn't want to say it like that. Damn it! Ida <laughs> and Toji are in the shelter, and Ida's like, "Oh, we—they're uh, not even televising this. Uh, they're on propaganda blackout." Hey, Toji, you know how your sister got hurt uh, being on the surface in the last attack? Uh-huh. I really want to see a robot. Do you want to come with me? Sure, I see no problem. Yeah. <laughs> And then sort of guilt trips him into being like, well, you did beat the shit out of the only guy who can save us right now. So I guess you owe that to me somehow by sneaking out of this place. All right, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, uh, the the Ava is launched, um, uh, has a gun this time. Big old gun. Big <laughs> building-sized gun. Cool. Um, uh, just start shooting at it. Oh, sticking to his training by... Um, doing a real bad job, <laughs> like he did in training. <laughs> cool. Um, but he's like knocking up a bunch of dirt, so he loses visual, and then it it shoots him. It it's mech battles. Uh, can't describe it too much. I have like four more lines in my notes, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, he gets knocked down because again, not good at this. Then the bug picks him up and throws him at a mountain, and that mountain. Happens to be where the two boys are watching from. Cool. Uh, So he lands like right above them. They're like in his crotch. Thanks, Freud. Um, (laughs) And uh, 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 being thrown that far, he was disconnected from his tether. Ah, remember that timing thing that was just introduced now? Cool. Great. (laughs) Relevant. Um, So he has five minutes until the suit powers down. But he can't attack. He can't fight. There's children in the way. Oh, why would it can't endanger children with this mech? <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Misato watching from the command center is like, hey, uh, put them in your cockpit. It's fine. Uh, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so uh, they they hop in with them. Uh, now they get to see oh, what it's like. Oh, Toji's going to learn to respect him. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, but then uh, they get the order to fall back because it's only a matter of time before he powers down and all three die. But oh, Shinji, uh, he's he's all <laughs> he needs to impress the bully. <laughs> so uh, he he goes wild and just pulls a knife out and starts <laughs> knifing the dick bug. <laughs> What a sentence. Mm, uh, I made the right choices in life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, starts uh, stabbing this thing. Uh, uh, only got a minute left and uh, the, the angel dies as time runs out. And then Whew. he starts crying. Uh, there he is. Oh. Release those feelings. Once again, understandable. <laughs> yeah, checks out. Um but yeah, so uh, a couple days later, Ida uh, 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 and Toji are back in school, but Shinji is not. Is he hurt? Is he dead? No one knows. But uh, Toji feels bad and decides to call him. Aw, he has a friend in his phone now. Yay. <laughs> oh. He's got something to live for. <laughs> Gotta get somebody in your top five. <laughs> hey kid, I never told you my name. Uh this is a kid that beat the shit out of you. Just checking to see how you're doing. <laughs> I only introduced you to pain and panic. <laughs> yeah, that's a Hercules reference. What up? I'll beat you up again. Perfect. <laughs> uh uh, but yeah, that's episode three. And that that's where we're gonna end here. Uh yeah. but yeah, so I get it. <laughs> like I <laughs> 
It's the best you can say out of this. Like, this show, I can tell from the art, the art is beautiful. We didn't really get mm-hmm. into it, but just extremely cinematic, especially for, like, an older anime. Because, yeah. you know, now nowadays, all these newfangled uh, kids are uh, just cinematic equals good and prestige. Uh and we got a little bit of that going on here, where it's just a lot of moody shots and angles you wouldn't see in other anime, and ooh, uh, good. And we see Mexta fighting, good. It, it's fun. But, yeah, it, uh, not really my cup of tea, so. <laughs> really, I would have never. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, unless the mechs are animal shaped, then I don't give a shit. <laughs> and even then, going mm, to their only day about jobs, fifty fifty, struggling with their day to day life. <laughs> I like. I've been meaning to like watch this since it is such mm-hmm. a you know prolific show, and I God. like it because I don't talk about this very much, but mysterious like. Mysterious Experiment Gone Awry is, like, one of my favorite tropes. Like, you're mm. Outlast, you're Resident Evil, uh, the game Inside by Playdead. Like, that's literally one uh, of my yeah. favorite indie games. Like, and Akira. Like, I love stuff like this. Like, I think it's really compelling. Mm. Especially, you know, to see to see where it all comes from and how it all happens. So I mm-hmm. think I'll probably watch more of this if I can just skip to episode 16. I would, uh, but I'd probably <laughs> miss too much. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I know the twist, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're already, like, interested in it now, I think it, it does enough to keep your interest. Mm-hmm. But, like, six, 16 was the big hook that, like, gets mm-hmm. you know, to the main plot of the story, so... Yeah, I, do, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting, stuff like this, where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we uh, we spent a lot of time and money on this crazy man who's doing these <laughs> whack experiments whack, yeah. with children. Oh, God. Also, I think, uh, so last week when we watched Children of the Whales, they did a lot of telling and not very much mm-hmm. showing. But in this, yes. we just get dropped in the middle of it. But it's well done, so mm-hmm. we're not, like, sure. confused. And yes. I think that's great. Like, literally in the first two minutes, it's like, here's an angel attack. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, like, the backstory exposition dump that standard anime now would be in the first two seconds. Uh, it took until episode three to get to. So, yeah, they do a lot of good explaining without explicitly just dumping it at your feet uh like we get something big happen 15 years ago that was the last time there's a big attack like this uh but there's just enough discussion and talking around it to weird give you the information without (laughs) needing to spell out every detail yeah i will say we've had both sides of that conflict within shows we've watched of them just force feeding it down your throat within the first five minutes of a show and then other shows dragging out too long where like it starts piecing it together by episode like 10 or something where it's like i'm already checked out by this point like you lost me so there is a middle ground of like you don't want just a you don't want to just hand the audience the nerve handout and be like here's 100 pages of what our company does good luck like in the first five minutes of meeting them like masada does but you also don't want to play the long game so long that you lose the audience's attention yeah. while it's still explaining it. So yeah, this one does a good good pacing of like, here's a little bit of intrigue, here's the answer. Here's a little bit of intrigue, here's an answer. Like, piecemealing it mm-hmm. at a better pace. Yeah, um, and like but- the info dump we do get is still in the background as students are like hey is that a mech hey hey good, it's a new kid you want to you want to make out or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also like i i just very much appreciate any show where the nameless background characters or just like you know filler characters aren't complete idiots they aren't actually mannequins where they realize hey this new robot showed up and the same day this kid showed up. Wait a minute. <laughs> huh. And like they can actually deduce what's happening as opposed to people being like, I don't know, the kid just likes music, I guess. He wears headphones a lot. 
he's probably a musician. It's like, no, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> he's traumatized, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's escaping. Like we all are. Through anime. I anyway, also like um, I like the that when they find out he's the pilot, like one of them is like, How did you get to do it? Like it seems like like they, they think it's a cool thing. Like that's another yeah. trope I love where like someone is put into a terrible position and other people look <laughs> at it as if it's like this amazing thing that they're doing. What like an the honor. Hunger Games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after after having done this podcast with you a bit for D, I I realized like you, you would probably be enjoyed or intrigued by a lot of the stuff, especially like the uh underlying narrative to a lot of stuff or theming of it. Mm-hmm. I think the mech the mech battle stuff would probably be the least interesting stuff for you. But I think yeah. everything else would probably captivate your interest. But it doesn't even last that long. So that's nice. No. It's yeah, not that like was... glorified. It's not like Gundam where the whole episode is the fight. It's like, no, this is brutal and quick and they're trying to murder each other. Like, yeah. They're they're not gonna monologue at a monster that doesn't understand them. <laughs> like they literally put on the restriction of yeah, this we, we can sustain this for like five minutes at most. <laughs> it that's one thing that surprised me with the cord being so sensitive and being the power supply for the uh, units. You think they protect it better because almost every fight it gets cut and they're just like Oop, time <laughs> limit, gotta go. Oh no. So it is. It is a built-in way of, like, we gotta wrap this up quick. It's, it's expensive to animate all this. We gotta do it as little <laughs> as possible. Let's go. Um, so it is funny. But, yeah, there's... If you took Sigmund Freud and you force-fed him a Bible and you said, make a mech <laughs> anime, you'd get this. Like, there's so <laughs> fucking much, like, meta underlying narrative and, like, clues and stuff that, like, you could tear it apart for days, years, maybe. But, like... There's also a point where it's like, yeah, I fucking get it. Parent issues. All right, move like enough. <laughs> get past it. But listen, yeah. I hate Sigmund Freud, but I do love shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I am realizing though, talking about it and rewatching it now. Gendo Akari is just Elon Musk without the memes. Like Stop he's it. just an absolute <laughs> sociopath that should not be in power. <laughs> god, um, I can't wait for that child to. This is the future. Oh, this is what'll this, happen. This is this is what it's gonna happen to that kid with that weird name that I refuse to learn. Um, but yeah, Neon Genesis. There's a fucking lot going on. It is a pillar of the anime community of the you know community for a reason. It is fantastic. Uh, I did warn these two before starting episode. It's pretty episodic, like up till the uh, episode sixteen, and then the main plot kicks in full force. Um, it's still good up till that point, but it is like mm. that's when I got captivated by it. Uh, so for anyone who's interested in watching the series for the first time, you know, very far after it came out, it is good and there is stuff worth watching. But like then there's the end of Eva, and then there's like two other movies, and one of them hasn't come out yet. I think that like pieces. There's a certain point where I just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I'll I'll watch the series. It's very compelling. It's very interesting and cool. Yeah, my. I- Absolute favorite recommendation of yeah, about eight hours or so. You'll really get really get hooked. Yeah, it's it's hard to do that, but like it is good. <laughs> it does pay off. It is good, but yeah, it's. I definitely understand people who watch like you know three or four episodes. And they're like, I get it, but it's not for me. It's like that's fair. This show's wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have my own baggage to deal with. Thank you very much. I can't carry <laughs> I don't yours. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but this... now you get the memes. Now you understand all those references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of my favorite, uh, uh, one of my favorite background jokes in Craig of the Creek is uh, the like nerdy kids have a, a poster for Sad Boy Pilot Geddon, and now I get it. <laughs> there you now go. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good poster. Uh, but yeah, what do we have going on next week that will make me a sad boy? Ah, uh, next week. We're watching uh, Tiger and Bunny, which I'll, I'll preface Ooh. this, is not a furry anime. Uh, I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> but I was reminded recently that it exists, and I've always been sort of interested in watching it, so I'm seizing the opportunity. It's my turn. Ha ha! This has been on my list for a while. 
you, the listener, can seize the opportunity to send us oh. recommendations. Uh, our email is at are we? God, that's not it. Our email is are we there yet at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at are we there yet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan and listen to the other podcasts I do. There's too many at this point. You'll find them. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at honey period D, on Twitter at honey D8 and honey D art. Or you can find me on Twitch at honey underscore D and honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. Find me on Twitter at A-B-T-S Brendan. Really not a lot going on there. I don't recommend my handle or Twitter in general. But <laughs> it stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do and maybe don't recommend. But you can also find me playing Knockout City just endlessly because that's my new addiction. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Get in the robot, Fraser, or else Niles will have to do it again. <laughs> Thank you.